0: Uh, so this episode, I get a little bit distracted and go down, like I get off on tangents, but I do think sometimes that's when you get into deeper thoughts. So I just let it go. I don't really like to go in and edit this stuff just because I like it to be like very authentic. And it's almost like if I'm having a conversation with you, I can't go back and be like, wait, no, I want to take that back. Like, it's almost like you're trying to prepare yourself to be become like a public speaker type thing. So um but a couple things. Um I did want I talk about in here that I haven't been drinking and I just I meant to give my brother, my older brother, a shout out, Justin. He gave up drinking last year and it seems like his life has gone a lot better. So I don't really like the way it makes me feel, so I kinda of gave it up for now. Um but he was a pretty big inspiration for doing that and alcohol also just makes me very anxious. I get very very anxious, it gives me a lot of anxiety, so it's one thing I forgot to mention like for me not drinking helps my anxiety a lot. Um also, I mentioned in here about Idaho, <laughs> I talk about Um, people from Idaho and how the town is very vanilla, but I have very, very close friends from Idaho and I love a lot of people from Idaho. And so just want people to know that the reference to Idaho is just that compared to other places, it's sheltered, which I think everybody could agree with that. And then also there's a couple other things, but just enjoy. I mean, I, I come across, I say a few things that are maybe offensive, but kind of hilarious. So just enjoy, and um, I will get around to my Make-A-Wish, and then also my daily routine, because I think both of those are going to be good podcasts. Not, It's not my Make-A-Wish, it's Tucker's Make-A-Wish, my son's Make-A-Wish. I didn't have a Make-A-Wish. It's really annoying that I say my Make-A-Wish. I'm going to talk about my Make-A-Wish too. Anyway, enjoy the episode um send me feedback through facebook messenger or you can go to you can email me at kingofcorona of 2020 at gmail.com and we can strike up a conversation there if you have like things you're thinking throughout this just jot them down and then hit me up appreciate you guys Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the King of Corona Podcast. Brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. Hi, everybody. Hopefully, you guys know what that's from. If not, I'm... Embarrassed for you.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: Hi, Dr. Nick. You still don't know? I mean, I think you have stuff you need to work on from your childhood. (laughs) From the Simpsons. It's from the Simpsons. But anyway, I had some thoughts today, some interesting thoughts. And what I've been thinking about lately is anxiety. Anxiety. I've been trying to like point like pin pinpoint what I think creates anxiety and ways I feel like you can overcome anxiety. So the reason I was thinking about this is because I, I felt like I I feel like I used to have a lot of anxiety. Like a lot of anxiety. It was hard for me to really do anything because I felt so anxious. And it was like about other people looking at me, other people like paying attention to me. And so I was thinking, like, I I felt like just uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable. And I feel like it's weird how many things come back to your upbringing. Um, I don't think there's a right or wrong way. I think there's some wrong ways to raise people. But as long as people push through their their problems and stuff, people usually end up right where they're supposed to end up. And like if you have a shitty childhood or something that like you're blaming, you're looking at something and you're saying it's this. This is why I'm the way I am. You can fix that. You can go do work and you can like look at that issue. You can recognize what it is and you can work through it. And so I feel like the problem that we all have In life is that instead of dealing with our shit, we hide from it. And it creates anxiety because who doesn't want to tell the truth? Like the truth feels like freeing. The truth will set you free. Remember that? On Liar Liar. All these movies. Every time you watch a movie, there's some great meaning behind it, especially if it's a popular movie. Because we like them because it makes us feel good. That's what life is. You want to feel good. So are we in a bunch of professions where they're promoting lying? Have you ever been to a car dealership and they're trying to take you for everything? There are honest, good people out there. And that's like, I'm glad I'm in solar. I'm glad I kind of do my own thing because I can be very honest and upfront with people. And that's why I've always worked for myself. I do feel like it's very easy, though, to go down a slippery slope. Like if you do one thing you're not supposed to, it's very easy to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. That goes back to my accountability um, podcast. You definitely want to hold yourself accountable. If Like for me, for example, when I, I've worked different places and like I haven't always been the best employee. Like I didn't hold myself accountable. If you gave me an hourly job at the movie theater like i said before i would let you walk right by i would let you walk right by and go take your seat for free because i didn't care because i didn't appreciate the money that i was getting for my job for me it was like my parents made me get a job so i stand here and i'm wasting time until i get to go home and do stuff that i like (laughs) and that's how i felt my whole life like i'm just doing this until i die and then once I die, I'll get to do all the things that I like. But I don't think it works that way. I think your energy continues past this life. If you have good, positive energy, you're going to, in an instant, bam, flash. You're going to stay positive. You're going to keep growing. And it's going to be a magical, wonderful experience. Like I was talking about, I was talking to somebody a couple of days ago. I was sitting with them. It's like one of my buddies from Utah. And we were just talking about... When I die. And I was like, do you know what I want my death to be? And for everybody listening, this is what I would want for my funeral. Okay? I'm just going to put it on here. First off, all my life insurance, this is my will, okay? <laughs> all my life insurance, I want to go – it's going to split up and I want – actually, I'm not going to do that on here at all. I'm not going to do that. It's a terrible idea. But uh I am going to mention the <laughs> – it's like almost just the worst idea that I could ever possibly have. But uh hang on. Somebody's calling me, hang on. Anyway, so about my death. Sorry, I just flipped my phone over, so I won't get these phone calls anymore. But at my death, I want it to be this like moment where people see death in this new way where like there's no sadness. There's only happiness, and any tears that are shed are just tears of happiness. And like maybe people just like miss my spirit, but like they know that I lived life, I pushed through like as many barriers as I possibly could. And when I passed, I was like so content. So that right now is my goal. That's my goal for my life is to set up a life where I don't feel anxious, I don't feel like caught up in, in these stupid emotions that bring you no joy. Like if you're doing things for other people, you're kind of caught up in a, like you're caught up in something you don't really want to be part of. And so it's creating anxiety. And so kind of my thoughts about anxiety is the more distant you are from who your true self really is, the more anxiety that you're going to have. And so that's why when you if you ever watch the movie Soul, they talk about the zone. Like you get in the zone and it's almost like the spiritual, like you're gone for a little bit. Like time slows down and so you get in the zone and it's like just this wonderful, magical, this wonderful place. Like when I play guitar, I kind of get in this zone and I just love how I feel. But I feel like uh, if you're really far distant from like who you're truly supposed to be, it's really hard to get those moments. It's really hard to feel okay in your skin. And so what happens is you go to the doctor, and the doctors have figured out ways to block your brain from sending anxiety and chemicals into your body for feeling uncomfortable. But what if all it was was eating healthy, diet, exercise, sleeping enough, um, and then working towards who you want to be? Because for me, like as much anxiety as I used to feel, I feel like I still have days where I get scared, where life scares me, and like I want to hide. And like I still have those days. And like sometimes a day, like over the holidays, sometimes a day turns into a week or it turns into like two weeks, and then you got to get back into things. But I noticed like when I was eating over the holidays, I ate whatever I wanted. I was like, I can eat whatever because – that's okay. And I noticed that I started to feel more scared, more anxious, more because I was moving away from who I want to be. Who I want to be is fit. I want to be in shape. I want to be like I want to take care of my body. Like right now, I'm I stopped running. I've been doing like the treadmills and stuff, but my toe, I have a toe problem, and then I have this like weird stupid rash thing on my leg that just like will not go away it's probably because i tried to run 100 million miles last year and i didn't stretch or do anything to take care of myself so i'm in the process of healing right now this stuff but that's why if you see me at the gym and i'm dressed like a freaking moron i'm trying to hide that from you guys but uh anyway uh so i'm trying to basically get back to where i was at i was just messing with my sock just now because i thought about it but uh you can tell I have made way bad ADD, obviously. But, um, dang it, I get way too far off track with my thoughts. Um, Oh, I was talking about my rash. And so basically just I'm trying to stay on course. I'm trying, I know how I feel best. I was talking to this friend also and people sometimes ask me like, I mean, you're single, do you ever look at pornography and stuff? And I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about pornography. For me, it creates like it makes me objectify women. I was saying it's kind of funny because girls I almost come across, I feel like a lot of times like maybe I'm <laughs> maybe I'm gay. I don't know if that's offensive or not. I'm not gay, but I'm very like in touch with myself and I'm very vulnerable and I put myself out there in like a very uncomfortable way. So I feel like girls, like they like they like that, like, I'm friends with a lot of girls. Like, I actually am, like, legit friends. I go, like, hang out and go bowling and, like, talk to girls just as friends. I don't look at them like I want to have sex with every single one of them. Like, obviously, there's some that I do, and there's some that I don't, and, like, it's just, it's cool to be, like, in touch with yourself enough to be able to have, like, friends, just friends. Friends and, like, just hang out with people as people. And so it's – uh. but like how I've gotten here and how I'm able to do that and how I'm not looking at girls like as objectives is I feel like I, I, I notice how I f- like am reacting if I look at pornography. It's like look at pornography, look at girls differently. Don't look at pornography, treat girls like they should be treated. And so that's just me. Other people might – I'm sure it creates like some crazy awesome sex and you can like freaking burn each other and strangle each other to death. That's not really what I'm into (laughs) and I feel like – I feel like this is obviously all my own opinions but I feel like like make – they call it making love is something that you want to do and like you want to – you want to be with the person that you just like love and so – Sometimes you obviously like as a human thing, you just want to like be savage, go nuts. I mean I'm not, not saying that's bad. That's, But I would say most people deep down want like a deep, a deep meaningful connection where you don't need all that craziness. And sometimes I feel like our minds get trained to want that craziness because the world pushes it on us. And like deep down, if you've had a connection with somebody, like a real connection – You realize that like all you need is that energy. Just need that energy. You just need their energy to be present with yours. And like it's enough. It's enough to like have a magical experience. You don't have to like punch each other in the head and donkey punch and Harry Houdini the fuck out of each other. (laughs) Which is – I got to tell a story. I have to tell a story. So I went to – so I grew up in Boulder, Boulder, where like it's very pretty liberal – Grew up around a lot of, like, marijuana and some other drugs and lots of alcohol and lots of partying. But since I grew up, like, very open to the world. Like, I was in the Mormon church, but I was out of the Mormon church. Like, I partied. I was, like, I got in trouble one time because at the football games, I was that guy on the megaphone that was, like, let's go. And I, like, was drinking and stuff, being stupid. I got blamed for the entire. I me and my friend got blamed for supplying the whole student body with alcohol. We supplied the whole student body, so the next time at soccer practice, we had to uh watch our team do sprints while we sat there. Little does my team know that I thought that was great. <laughs> I felt he wouldn't let me run. He's like, You can't run, you can't be with them. This is your punishment. Like basically, I'm going to make all these guys hate you. First off, I didn't supply the whole school with alcohol. So if you had to run, that wasn't my fault. You didn't know the truth. Um, But that's kind of how I was growing up. So I was like this wild animal um, going around causing mischief. And I was a good, friendly person. But I was also just like, if you know me from high school, you know how I was. Like I was like, I had a T-top car. You take the T off or you roll the windows down and I'd be on the top of the car grabbing both sides of the windows as they were rolled down on top going like 100 miles an hour. I get Taco Bell trays and I would surf the Taco Bell trays till they burnt a hole and then I would hang in the middle of the door. Like I was stupid, stupid as they come. I would not recommend you doing that by the way. That's a very bad idea. We had a lot of close encounters with death, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, so that's just a, that's just a picture. That's a little that's a little snapshot of me. And then my my ex, so she grew up in Idaho. So, Rexburg, Idaho, where it's like you have flavors of ice cream. I would say Idaho is, Rexburg, Idaho is probably one step below vanilla. So, you know how vanilla has that little teeny bit of taste? Like, take that out of it. That's just a cold ball. <laughs> really cool people there, though. These people are the best. Really cool people. And, like, that's what's cool. Everywhere creates, like, a different type of person. But, this was a very LDS um, community. So she grew up like never even seen alcohol. I was the guy that supplied the whole school with alcohol. But then I tried to run away from that lifestyle and be like, I am now a monk.
1: I now obey the rules of God. I no
0: longer have fun. I no longer beat Tyler. Or I didn't realize there was a world where I could have like both. And so we get together. And so I just got back off of my mission where I was like walking around teaching about the church all day, every day. That's all I did. And so you get pretty indoctrinated at that point. So I, like I've said on my previous podcast, like I feel like that's where they dipped in, stole a little piece of my soul, ripped it out. And we're like, Oh yeah, we got it. You know, on Hercules when they're like, they suck the life out of them when they're going around that little spiral down to hell. And they're like, Ursula, she like sucks the the spirit out of them. But uh, so I, anyway, so I felt like I just decided to go this route because I was in this temple. I made these promises, and I was like, dang it. A horrible, like they were sucking my soul. But I was like, I just made these promises. I'm an upstanding, good dude. I keep my promises. I made my promises, and I'm gonna stick to them. And then I really tried really hard. I went to church every week. And I was like, this sucks. But I'm getting into like the whole different topic right now. Backtrack. So me and Jamie meet each other, and this goes all the way back to the Harry Houdini comment, and the. Uh, the donkey punch. So <laughs> I just remember his fun getting a reaction out of people. It just is. And so like, if you haven't heard of these things, like <laughs> you're in for a real treat, especially if you're active Mormon, you're trying really hard to keep your mind pure. These things are going to be like, what? So this was Jamie's mind when I dropped these on her. Cause it was just fun to be like, hmm, sheltered people. Let's, uh, let's tell them what I know. But So Harry Houdini, that's where you're having sex from, like, the back, so the person's, like, doggy style. And then you spit on their back. You pull out and you spit on their back, and then they turn around, and then you go in their face. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just want to apologize for describing that on my podcast. Uh, hopefully, (laughs) Hopefully you're not offended. But that's the type of thing, like, I described describe this to her. So imagine, like, these worlds coming together, right? Like, she's never heard of this, and I just described this, and you just heard it. Maybe this is the first time you've heard something, like, so ridiculous. That's Tyler. So That's Tyler. So, like, when I know somebody, I'm comfortable, and I say fuck, and I say words that, like, I shouldn't say. But it's because, like, these people get a real glimpse into me. Like, that, what I just said about the Harry Houdini. Like if I'm with you by myself, I will say that. Maybe not if you're my mom. If you're my mom, like this one's not for you, I'll probably put in the title, Mom, Don't Listen. But uh the whole point of this story, though, is anxiety is created from not being your true self. So I I let the world still part of my soul. And like I got on the anxiety medications and I got on the um, depression medications. And I like, was just like, I don't fit in. I don't fit into this life. You know what I really felt like I, like, I felt like I fit in was I ran that 50 mile race. And like that to me was the most spiritual experience I've ever had in my whole life. Like nothing like it to be in that much pain for that long. And just to have to like, appreciate every moment for 12 and a half hours was like excruciatingly enjoy it was excruciatingly enjoyful fun it was excruciatingly fun i had a big smile on my face the whole race i loved it i loved every step i took i loved getting to a mountain my quads are like ripped apart i'm like whatever like race isn't over let's do this Like, and I did it, and I did it. And the funniest part is I had this girl, and this girl has ghosted me, which I don't appreciate when I get ghosted, but that's part of life. But she did a 100-mile race, 50-mile race. She was super, from what I could tell, super cool. I was probably just out of a divorce, though, so I probably came across super weird. But (laughs) um, she told me, she said to me, like, because I said I was going to do a 50 mile race. She's like, "When are you going to do it?" And I was like, "I don't know, maybe next month." She's like, "It's not you can't just fake a 50 mile race. Isn't like you can't just like show up and like fake your way through like a marathon or a half marathon, which is you can't really I guess most people would think you can't fake it through a marathon. So I had run a couple marathons. Like I ran one in February, and I was just running a little bit casually like maybe 20 to 30 miles per week, maybe less. Um, I was like right around 100 per month. And so then I decided to do this 50 mile race and I started on week 15, 15 of an 18 week program. And I got ready in a month, skipped 14 weeks and did it and I did it. And like, how did I do it? With my brain, with my mind, like, I had just come off of my son, like he was going through cancer. Like, do you think this race and this pain compared to that? No, not at all. Not at all. I've never been like even able to show you guys a little smidget of the pain I felt when my son got diagnosed with cancer because it's it's painful. It's hard to go to that place. But all these things, all these things that I'm doing right now is because I'm getting uncomfortable I'm getting uncomfortable to get comfortable. I want to be comfortable being Tyler. Like, I was Tyler. I'm closing the gap on, like, this actor and Tyler, and you're all witnessing it. And, like, I hopefully, I hope that it's fun to watch because it sucks to do. It's almost like this social experiment where I just put this stuff out there, and then sometimes I get responses from you guys, and sometimes I don't. But... Hopefully, this is something where you guys uh, where you guys are enjoying it. I'm really honestly not faking. Everything I say is, like, coming from my heart. I'm really trying hard to do the right thing. Um, obviously, like, do you think I would love to, like, click and look at pornography? Obviously, like, helpful. But, like, do you know what's even better? To just, like, I kind of got into, like, meditating. But you just, like, meditate and you can get to these, like, spiritual great places without without abusing other people for your gain. So it's a process. This whole thing is a process. Um, I don't think I'm perfect. Like I say, I'm not perfect at all. I promise. Like I have these thoughts. Like I have crazy thoughts. I want to do the wrong thing all the time still. Like it's really fun doing the wrong thing. It's really fun getting like really drunk. I haven't drank this year yet. I'm trying not to drink because – I don't like how it makes me feel. I've been paying attention to my diet and stuff. So I've been drinking. I like it a lot more. I do smoke marijuana though. So I do have marijuana and I do uh, the CBD. And the CBD and the THC combo I feel like is life-changing. I do very, very little. I maybe smoke or do something with marijuana like maybe once a week, sometimes twice a week. Just – it's like a reality checker. It checks you in to – reality and like when you first start it you're paranoid and you're scared because there's a lot of reality you face it's the same thing as like psychedelics psychedelics like take you from like point a to point z really quick because it cuts out a lot of like the scared horribleness you have to go through if you do like the long drawn out path which is crazy because like the marijuana helps you the psychedelics help you i feel like you could get there without it it's just there's things out there that help um people fight for marijuana rights because marijuana is helpful it helps people um stop looking at things so close minded stop looking at things like you think you're right, this person's wrong like that's people deserve to be themselves they deserve to express themselves sometimes people I feel like go like really far trying to be seen and like Creates a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear because you're out in this world like trying to be you but not feeling accepted for being you. And that's why, like, when you watch The Greatest Showman and they sing, This Is Me, like that song is like it's one of the best songs because it's like all of us can relate to that. We all relate to that song and we all want to be ourselves. And like, I know that there's not one person on here. That's listening right now that doesn't understand what I'm saying. Like I know there's things about you that you're not letting yourself like you have to and I could be totally wrong. I could be totally wrong, but I think there's most people on here like myself where we're hiding from stuff. We're hiding from stuff and I'm trying to just get you to see that you can work through your stuff. You can close the gap between like the real you and who you're pretending to be and that person that's like really you is going to be a lot happier And, like, it's a lot of hard decisions. It's a really hard path. Like, right now, I need to do a podcast about my schedule. Like I said at the beginning of this, like, I need to do one about my schedule. My life and kind of how I live as, like, this is an example of how I feel is a good way to eliminate some anxiety in your life. But also, uh, I got to do the one about the Make-A-Wish trip as well, which I'll do. I'll do these ones. I just – I come up with better ones, ones that I feel like are going to be helpful. And so – I'm not trying to lie to you guys. I'm just trying to uh just trying to, to listen to what I think is right. But I just wanted to end. Hang on, let's just see. Oh, I just wanted to so I wanted to paint a picture real quick in everybody's mind because I had this idea about how different people can be. So imagine if you grew up, so if you're listening right now. Just think about like the most polar opposite person to you. Imagine a, a home. So for me, like a home where it's like you have no money, zero money, no money at all. You grow up, there's a lot of like abuse, sexual abuse, there's a lot of like drugs, you have friends and stuff that are getting killed when you're in high school, and like you see all this and your mind's just like it creates this baseline that's off for the rest of your life. And so people tend to go down these paths without doing work to fix their baseline, which is like what I've always done. I've just lived on this crazy frequency where it's – I can't sustain it. But you – like – so anyways, think about like a trucker. Think about like a trucker. Even – and that was like a weird intro to a trucker. Like I don't think truckers have that background basically is what I'm – I don't think that at all. But think about being a trucker. You're on the road all day driving around. And you just drive you drive you drive and i i thought about this because listening to like johnny cash's whole album today and he's got one that's called "Drive." it's like drive 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 and he's basically i guarantee he interviewed a trucker and just said like what's your life like he said it's i drive i drive i drive and i drive and i drive and i drive so imagine that's your life you're at different gas stations different truck stops you're just driving by yourself maybe with a dog but then you stop You unload and you drive back. So like you have all this solitude. And so you're going to have a different experience than somebody that grew up with a bazillion dollars, trillion followers on Instagram. They have money from the time they're born to the time they die. Like they can buy whatever they want. And so like to see each other's perspective is like really difficult. But what's interesting – so think about this concept real quick, okay? Take the trucker or take the kid with the money. Swap them roles as babies. Take them in their bassinets, swap them. Do you get a pretty similar outcome to the type of person that was created from a totally different person? Did those people really create who they're meant to be? Or in your head right now, are you thinking like, that's probably true. He probably, like they probably were programmed like computers and that's what I'm saying they're inside of them, they have their own desires and their own wants, and a lot of people will go get that and that's what I'm trying to invite everybody to do. That's what I want for my podcast is like, who are you? Are you fighting the true you? Is there stuff you want to say? Is there somebody you want to be and you're not letting yourself like don't do that. um I just wanted to end with this song because this is the best song ever. um Let me just pull it up real quick so I have the words. But it's called uh, Hurt, and it's by Johnny Cash. This is my favorite song to sing, by the way. Sorry, it's taking a minute to pull up, but I think it's worth it. Okay. All right. So full lyrics. Here you go. And the reason I'm doing this is because at the very end, he says, if I could start again a million miles away, I would keep myself. I would find a way. Hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people, hurt people. If you're hurting, try to fix yourself. Try to fix yourself. Try to get over your anxiety. Try to do some stuff for you to make yourself feel better. And then you won't be hurt and you won't want to hurt people so bad. But here's the song. Mm -hmm.
1: Try to kill it all the way, but I remember everything. What have I become? My sweetest friend, everyone I know goes away in the end and you could have it all my empire of dirt I will let you down I will make you hurt I wear this crown of thorns Upon my liar's chair Full of broken thoughts I cannot repair Beneath the stains of time A feeling disappear You are someone else My empire of dirt I will let you down I will make you hurt If I could start again A million miles away I would keep myself
0: I would find a way. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. It feels like that one went pretty well. Um, I got off tangent a few times, but I like when I do that because I get into the deeper, deeper thoughts I'm having. But just like this song, like it says. um, You are someone else. I am still right here. Let yourself be someone else. Let yourself, like, change. Let yourself be a better person. Don't just be stuck for other people. Don't be stuck for your parents. Don't be stuck for anybody. This is a message to the world. Love you guys. Bye.